The App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. The App Guy Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I am your host and it's with a great pleasure that I get interesting guests from around the world and we interview them and we ask them what they're doing in their business, their life. And ultimately, the aim of the podcast is so that we can learn in our businesses. So if you are running your own business, if you're an indie app developer, or if you're an aspiring app developer, then this is the podcast for you. Stay tuned. And I've got a great guest lined up. So let me get straight into the episode here. Uh, It's Neil Patel, who we've got on the other end. Neil Patel, uh, he is a digital marketing consultant. I really do recommend going to uh, neilpatel.com and having a look at his website. It's just terrific. Neil, welcome to the App Guy podcast. Thanks for having me, Paul. That's great. And I just really wanted to get stuck into your journey. I mean, you've got a lot of things going on. Uh, Perhaps you could tell us a bit about yourself, what attracted you to uh, digital uh, consulting and you know a little bit about your your journey to get to where you are now yeah so uh i started off my career in whoa when i was 16 so i don't know what year that was but it was you know in the early 2000s and what ended up happening was i started my first website and i couldn't figure out how to get traffic i paid a few marketing firms ran out of money so i had to learn how to do it myself I got pretty good at it, and then I realized that I was better at that than I was running my own internet website and trying to create products and sell it. So I stuck with traffic generation because that's what you know my best skill set was. And that's how I got started in the digital marketing world, right? From there, I started a few software companies. I've also you know blogged about digital marketing quite a bit over the years. But that's how I got my start. It was all from creating my own side and trying to figure out how to generate traffic and so that was uh back in 2000 then so uh, you've had a long history of generating traffic on the net uh, the audience that you're talking to are mostly um on the apps and are you have you seen a real shift away from desktop tra- traffic to a p- the primary device being smartphones yeah so i've actually seen a big shift in which a lot of people are using phones and ipads and you know notepads and all that kind of stuff versus desktop and laptops but in the b2b sector i still see a majority of the people out there still using uh, laptops so i think in the consumer based world it's catching on quite successfully in the business world not as fast i wonder why that is do you have any ideas on perhaps that trend for example if you're a business selling a software that costs a thousand bucks a month it's hard to get people to buy from you through an ipad why because it's usually much more bigger purchases right okay yeah so it's it's really the uh, although I guess um, you know people find and stumble across websites and B two B through the, a browser, um, they're actually making the physical purchases primarily through desktop on on B two B side. Is that is that what you're saying? That's correct. Yeah. So you've got 
uh, I don't even know where to start because there's a wealth of strategies. Perhaps you could tell us, the, you know, let's start off with, you said that you focus primarily on uh, internet traffic because that's what you knew, that was what you were good at. And uh, obviously a very sensible thing to, to focus on. What, what things um, haven't worked over the years for you? Let's start with that because um, there's obviously a lot of different things that we could be doing to get internet traffic. But maybe we should start with, perhaps the failures and the things that haven't been so successful, the strategies that haven't been so successful, then we'll move on to the ones that obviously are uh, successful. Most of the strategies that didn't work uh, was more so related to manipulation, in which early on in my career I would try to get quick with Google and try to break their quote-unquote rules and try to do whatever I could to generate more revenue. And the reason being is at the end of the day, what we ended up finding out was that kind of stuff works, but not long run, right? Google's smart, and you actually do quite a bit better by adding value. In essence, if a customer is looking for a product about dog food, right, something related to their dog or fleas or whatever it may be, creating content that educates typically does way better than just trying to manipulate the rankings by buying links and stuff like that, right? In which doing what's best for your customers in the long run is typically better than anything else so there wasn't really any failed strategies more so it was more uh, it was more specifically related to manipulation that didn't work right because sometimes things like pay-per-click will work for business or not work for business doesn't mean pay-per-click's a bad channel it just means that pay-per-click doesn't always work for everyone yeah because i'm trying to apply some of the things that you've learned with the ever-growing uh, obsession with app store optimization and what we're observing is that we think we're at that point with um, manipulation of the app store uh, where we were perhaps in the early noughties with the SEO and the whole emerging SEO thing that's, you know, I guess you, you grew up with and, and witnessed and went through. Um, do, so I think we can learn a lot from you from the early days of SEO because we're, we're definitely seeing, you know, early manipulation of the app store and uh, what they call App Store Optimization. Is that something you've come across, ASO, App Store Optimization? I have, right? Um, it's not my field of expertise. I stick with more web-based stuff, but it definitely does work. Because we had a guest on a previous show. Uh, he, his name was uh, Gabriel Macheret, and he was talking, he's an ASO specialist, uh, and he was making a lot of uh, comparisons between keyword research and you know, the keyword uh, strategies that are common in SEO and applying those to uh, ASO. And so uh, how, I mean, I know we've only got 30 minutes, so I've got to be careful with these questions, but perhaps you can give us an over overview of how important still are, uh, you know, keywords as, uh, as a, a strategy for gaining traffic and, and organic traffic in particular. Yeah, for organic traffic in particular, it's not as important. It's more so a long tail game now. So instead of targeting head keywords or specific keywords, if you're selling credit cards, you know if you're writing content on credit cards, eventually you'll cover things like low interest rate credit cards for college students or how to get out of credit card debt, right? All these long tail terms come about when you're trying to educate your audience on the specific subject matter that you're selling or you're you know in, in for the industry. So it's doesn't get as much traffic per keyword, but what you'll notice is the long-tail traffic will make up 80-90% of your overall traffic. So I guess the lessons learned there for app developers is to focus perhaps a little bit on the long-tail uh, app names 
uh, as opposed to trying to, you know, uh, rate for uh, flappy birds, for example, or ninja, or, you know, one of these common words that are, there's an abundance of uh, competition within the app stores. So that's kind of a good lesson for us. Uh, I love you, Neil. I mean, you're, you're, you're a superstar in the whole world of um, traffic. Perhaps you could talk us through, uh, you know, your uh, biggest clients and, well, uh, you know, I guess you've got to be careful of what you can say, but I noticed on your website that you did work with TechCrunch, obviously the huge uh, tech uh, news source. What was that like to get such a big, uh, you know, client? And perhaps you could tell us about that. It's just like any client, right? It's a numbers game. You hit up enough people, eventually someone's going to end up signing up as a client. Uh, as for coverage, it's the same thing, right? You hit up enough publications, eventually someone's going to end up covering you. But I really use a number strategy when I was doing all this kind of stuff. And what would you say is the best way that you uh, got this exposure and built your business? Because there's indie app developers now listening who are perhaps are not as strong as you are with regards to personal branding and, and making a name for themselves. What were the key things that you learned to build, build your personal brand and you know, really build up your credibility in this space as the, an authority in, in traffic? Yeah, the thing that I ended up using was just going out there and educating. That's how I ended up building my brand name. So speaking at conferences, writing blog posts, guest posting on other blogs like Search Engine Land that were popular, or even TechCrunch or whatever it may be, right? That's how I built up my name. And so uh, how did you get the motivation then to just continue with that? I mean, I, I know that we've had app developers on the show that have written apps to try and commit themselves to, to writing uh, a number of different blogs per day or, you know, a minimum number of words. But wh- where do you get the time and the motivation to just keep writing? I actually enjoy it. For me, it's a stress relief. <laughs> right, okay. Because <laughs> there's a lot of app developers who, you know, we like to sit in dark rooms and just code and uh, perhaps uh, it's not our strong point. Is that something we can outsource, do you think? Uh, you could, but it's not going to be the same quality compared if you do it yourself. Right. I guess that's the thing. I mean, how do we know when to start um, outsourcing? Did you? I mean, t- tell us a bit about your business. Do you outsource? Do you uh, do everything yourself? You know, can you give us an insight into into how you work? Yeah, we do it in house. We don't really outsource much, if any. So, do you actually what employ a, a number of staff and r- run a? Yeah, have a decent sized staff. I don't know how many people, but it's a lot. Right. And, and so that you obviously at some point then you took the strategy of uh, employing people in your company and, uh, and that's obviously something that you, you feel quite strong about in terms of having an in-house capability. That's correct, yes. So, you know, this is the App Guide podcast. We, we do love talking about apps and you're someone we would love to, to find out what's on your home screen. So I know that, did you have a phone near you? What, what do you carry, an iPhone, an Android? iPhone. Right, oh good. And uh, what what um, could you tell us is the, the sort of apps that perhaps you could recommend to listeners in terms of how you get through the day and, and uh, the, maybe some good app recommendations from what you use? Yeah, so uh, at the end of the day for us or for me, like some of my favorite apps are Gmail because my life revolves around it. Same with Calendar. So without Gmail, I couldn't work, right? Like I spend so much time in my inbox. It's actually crazy. As for the calendar program I use, I think it's called called Calendars Plus. Um, in addition to that, I use a lot of travel apps. So like Postmates, when I'm around in different cities, I can get food delivered to me, Uber for great for transportation, Alaska Airlines because I travel uh, on that airline quite a bit. 
I have a business application called My Analytics, which helps me keep track of my stats. I use Skype because I do a lot of phone calls, and some are Skype-based due to international. That's it. That's the only apps I have. No games, nothing like that, no Instagram, no Facebook. It's just me and the business-oriented stuff on my phone. It sounds a very smart thing to do. Uh, you know, we had our, as a guest on this show uh, an entrepreneur called Hugh Culver who actually owned an Alaskan airline and uh, was doing a lot of flights uh, around that, that uh, neck of the woods. So um, that, uh, I thought that was quite uh, something to, to mention. And uh, the other thing is we had uh, the founder of Square One Mail, which is a new uh, mail app that's just come out, which uh, you, you may actually find useful. It's a Gmail client, and it, it's a really clever mail app for the iPhone that helps manage the uh, inflow of, of emails and, and helps put them into different zones and uh, you can instantly silence different zones and uh, I've been using it now since we had the guest on the show and I've been really loving that so um, you know for anyone listening and for you Neil that may be a, an app that you may want to try Square One Mail and uh, uh, yeah that's so Calendar Plus as well we'll have to we'll, if anyone's listening and you want to know um, how to get these apps then you can always go to the show notes and uh, it's on uh, onemob.com and just hit the podcast with Neil Patel Neil do you think you'll um, what's what's really exciting you right now what's getting you uh, excited about your business perhaps some new things you can tell us that you're getting up to nothing really new to be honest it's just I enjoy helping customers out and growing the business and having fun while I'm doing it that's what gets me excited like I don't I'm not a person who cares about features or new shiny objects I just love creating good products getting emails from companies saying wow this helped me increase my revenue or helped me make more profit or provided this insight like that that's what makes me happy and gets me excited so there's there's bound to be um, some people listening who are working perhaps for a big corporate and would love to work for a startup or work as a solopreneur and they're looking at your story and hearing what you're saying and and it just feels like a million miles away to be able to achieve the things that you've achieved what advice could you give to those people if they're just starting out you know and try to remind us you know what's the best thing to be kind of focusing on as, as we're starting out our journeys so i would say the best thing if they're starting out their journey would just be go out there and just to go and execute. A lot of people think it out too much and they're like, oh, I need to do this or how do I set up a company or what are the next steps? If you can't figure out how to start on your own, you're not going to figure out how to succeed because starting is the easy part. Making money and growing is the hard part. What's been the most uh, exciting period that you can remember over those years? Um, you know, you must have had a lot of big wins and uh, you know, what's, what's ended up being the... the, the most exciting thing for you yeah I don't really have any exciting moments there's don't get me wrong there's like there's not the most exciting moment right just overall for me it's seeing growth building a team building friends solving problems like that's what's fun for me are you, are you uh, did you build this whole thing uh, as uh, someone that and did you have to go and get startup money uh, did you get a loan uh, did, are you planning an IPO you know perhaps Companies were self-funded Except Kiss Metrics, we raise I think thirteen, fourteen, or something million dollars, something like that. Yeah, but um, have you heard about the thing, the, the startups that are going through uh, accelerator programs? Um, you know, perhaps you do. You have a view on uh, what it's like to go through an accelerator. I guess you never went through one, but uh, have you heard about those programs, or, and do you have a view on those? 
I I've heard of accelerated programs. I've never joined one myself, but they seem cool. Can get internship. Yeah. So, you, do you um, think about investing? Do you, Do you have any opinions about where you would invest right now? Uh, like, uh, would you put say say you had some money to put down? Like, obviously you do. Uh, would you put it into tech? Do you feel like we're in a bit of a bubble, or do you feel like there's there's a a rosy future for us in tech? Uh, I I think there's a rosy future for us in tech. I don't think it's necessarily a bubble. As long as you're solving a problem, there's no real issues. Companies worth something. Valuations, yeah, sure, we may be in a bubble or not, but it doesn't really matter. If you're really solving a pain point in this world, you're making money, you're profitable, the rest doesn't really matter, right? It doesn't matter if someone values a company at 50 million or 500 million. Making money is making money. Profit is profit. If you solve a problem, people will pay for it, assuming you're solving a good problem and your, your solution's great. You know, I just love doing this podcast because you're episode 73 and almost every episode as, we, as we've gone through it, the, the theme that's overriding is solving a problem. And uh, most recently we had Steve Olsher who built a $118 million business and uh, he reinforced that. And you're doing the same thing here right now. Uh, that the the whole thing comes down to solving a problem. And as app developers, we sometimes get distracted by the features and what we can do and and get a little bit caught up in perhaps the coding. Um, But you're reminding us that it's ultimately uh, all about solving uh, pain points. So on that subject, you know, could you tell us a little bit about perhaps pain points that you're suffering from right now, whether it's lack of time, scheduling, you know, can you, can you think of any pain points and maybe we can try and think of an app that could solve those? My biggest pain point right now is email overload. I respond to, I think my current average is like 370 plus emails a day. You know, that is, a well, obviously we've already mentioned Square One Mail and Branko Cerny, who's the founder there, trying to solve that problem. And the way he's doing it is um, to, to try to, to uh, give different priorities for different emails. Um, but yeah, you're right. I think that uh, the e- email as a way of, of communication seems to be just overwhelming right now. Uh, is that something that uh, it's, it's really hard to, to give someone else your email, isn't it? Your Gmail account and ask them to, to filter the, uh, the, 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 the important emails from the not important. Do, do you get someone else to read through your emails? No, I have too much sensitive information in my email. I yeah. can't have someone else just go through my inbox so there's an app idea uh, how about taking the concept of square one mail but taking it one step further by um, acknowledging the the emails that are not um, sensitive somehow I, I don't know quite how we would do this but um, having you know almost like a zone for very sensitive emails and then uh, non-sensitive emails go and be redirected or, or go to somewhere else but they can have a virtual assistant or an assistant that's in-house that goes through those emails and and uh, filters them and, and collates them and um, presents the information in a better way. There's an app idea. Yeah, that could work. Okay, so, well, we've got a load of indie app developers listening, so there's uh, we always like to come up with one or two app ideas on the show. So... <laughs> You know, before we say goodbye, Neil, I know that you are an extremely busy man, so we're, we're not going to um, overrun this uh, chat here. What final suggestion would you have for, you know, imagine you had an opportunity to go back and chat to yourself of the year 2000 when you were just starting out, you were 16, and you were this young kid who had all these dreams, and obviously you've, you've reached a lot of those what would you say to yourself of all those years ago? What what would you advise? I did too many business 
businesses uh, one too many times. I should have focused and just tried doing one business and growing it to being much larger. That's a big mistake I made in my career. Probably worth like five or ten times more than I am right now if I did that. Yeah, that's and and why do you think it is as entrepreneurs that uh, I mean it's it's very typical uh, that you you're not the only one who gets to you know sets up all these different things and goes on a whirlwind uh, tour <laughs> of a, an adventure. Why is it that we get so excited about all these different opportunities? Yeah, I'm not sure. Right, I think it's shiny shiny object. A lot of us have ADHD, but uh, yeah, it's just something that we all have to control. What I think is it's uh, good to say goodbye there. I mean, obviously, uh, I like to ask guests how best to reach out and connect. And uh, how's the best way we could uh, connect with you? Obviously not by email. We don't want to do any more. Um, uh, I don't want to give you any more pain points for your email. But if uh, we do want to connect with you, how's, how can we best do that? Yeah, best way to reach out to me is just go to quickthrout.com and you can always go to the contact page and shoot me a note. I just wondered before we say goodbye, if you could let us know what sort of um, people that you want to um, cli- you know, as clients. Uh, is it B2B or are you actually looking for consumers? So for my software companies, uh, any B2B type of companies would be great. I don't really do insulting myself, so not looking for any clients personally. Yeah, okay. So you, you, basically the, the people that you take on are B2B, so that would be anyone listening if they are an owner of a business. Uh, is there a particular size business that you tend to work with? Any size. Right, great. Neil, it's been a pleasure. And uh, thanks for joining us on the AppGuide podcast. Uh, we appreciate your time. It's very valuable. And uh, we'll hope to see you um, as you've doubled your business, tripled your business. I'm sure that would only take a few months and uh, get you back on the AppGuide podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. If you want to be a guest on the show or suggest someone, then please send an email to info at onemob.com. The App Guy Podcast.